Hello and welcome to The Way Things Used To Be. I'm your host, Don Williams. In this episode, we're going to go back to the days when radio was king and television only existed in science fiction magazines. Yes, back in the mid-20th century, radio was in most every home, much like television is today. When I come back, we'll dive into some of those great programs of the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Don't go away. When I was a kid, I always wanted a television in my bedroom that I could call my very own and watch whatever I wanted, like Star Trek, Mission Impossible, Welcome Back Cotter, and Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. But there was a time before television when a radio would have taken its place. We would have listened to shows like Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, Flash Gordon, Abbott and Costello, and Tales of the Texas Rangers. As with television, the radio offered programs of all types from science fiction to drama to comedy and real on-the-spot news coverage of historic events such as the Hindenburg disaster. This type of entertainment had us all using our imaginations to visualize what we were hearing rather than sitting in front of a big screen and watching it. You could close your eyes and see the shadow going after a gang of thieves or see Flash Gordon's rocket ship land on the planet Mongol or perhaps see Popeye stop a runaway trolley car. Many programs started out as 15-minute daily episodes like Dick Tracy, Superman, Perry Mason, and Buck Rogers. As the years rolled by, they graduated into half-hour episodes. They were also listed in the newspaper very much like television programs are today. Some shows crossed over when television started showing up in homes as early as 1949. Superman, Dragnet, Gunsmoke, and Perry Mason, just to name a few. One show in particular, Dragnet, ran at the same time on TV and radio. One day, you would watch Joe Friday track down the bad guy, and another day you would hear another case on NBC radio. Other shows featured different actors when they transitioned over to television, like Gunsmoke. On the radio, Matt Dillon was portrayed by William Conrad. He had quite a deep, commanding voice that made him sound like a giant, but he was rather short and rotund. In the television version, James Ernest played the role and had quite a different voice, but he was quite tall. The radio was the main source of communication around the world during World War II. People sat glued to the radio, listening to the president address the country, or listening to war updates from correspondents on the field, like Edward R. Murrow. The golden age of radio would eventually be drowned out by the bursting popularity of television. It would soon be just a form of listening to music or the news in your car. There was a short revival of radio drama back in 1973 with a show called the CBS Radio Mystery Theater. It brought a number of screen and radio actors together to create some really great shows. The series ran five nights a week for nine years and produced 1,399 episodes. There were other radio shows that came along, but they weren't quite as successful. Now, getting into the 1980s, National Public Radio produced a radio version of the movie Star Wars. The movie was quite an undertaking, but it was quite a feat to reproduce it for radio. It aired on Saturday nights in 13 one-half-hour episodes. It featured original music, sound effects, and some of the original actors, like Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker and Anthony Daniels reprising the role of C-3PO. It was an over-the-top production, and because it stretched over 13 episodes, there were several backstories that were never featured in the film version, and a lot more dialogue. 
NPR later produced The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi in similar half-hour episode format. You can find them on YouTube. I've barely scratched the surface of those great days of radio entertainment. There are many websites to download and purchase entire collections of shows. You can also listen to them on platforms like Spotify and YouTube. Coming up, I'll play a montage of clips from some of those great shows I told you about. I'll be right back. So, continuing on the topic of old radio programs, I've put together a montage of clips from several different shows. So I hope you enjoy what I've put together and don't hesitate to get on the internet and look up some of these classic radio programs. They're great entertainment. Here is another in NBC's great parade of new shows. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. NBC brings you Dragnet. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to burglary detail. A sudden wave of jewel thefts is sweeping the city. In 16 days, 16 burglaries have been committed, one each night. They bear the same trademark. Thousands of dollars of jewels are missing. The thief is a master at his trade. Your job, get him. Gunsmoke. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad, the transcribed story of the violence that moved west with young America, and the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal, the first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. Buck Rogers is back on the air. Buck and Wilma and all their fascinating friends and mysterious enemies in the super scientific 25th century. This program is brought to you by the makers of Popsicle, Fudgicle, and Creamsicle, those delicious frozen confections on a stick. And now for Buck Rogers and his thrilling adventures 500 years in the future.
With his faithful Indian companion, Toto, the masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'm Silver. <laughs> Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? <laughs> the shadow knows. The shadow, Lamont Cranston, a man of wealth, a student of science, and a master of other people's minds, devotes his life to righting wrongs, protecting the innocent, and punishing the guilty. Cranston is known to the underworld as the shadow. Never seen, only heard. His true identity is known only to his constant friend and aide, Margot Lane. <laughs> the Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Cliff Arquette, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Presenting the amazing interplanetary adventures of Flash Gordon. Thrilling adventures come to you as they are pictured each Sunday in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest pictorial supplement of humor and adventure. The Comic Weekly, now printed in 32 tabloid-sized pages, each page in full four colors, is distributed everywhere as an integral part of your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Sloan's Liniment, your faithful friend when muscles ache and pain, presents... Gangbusters! Calling the police, calling the G-men, calling all Americans to war on the underworld... Gangbusters brought to you by the makers of Sloan's Liniment. With the cooperation of leading law enforcement officials of the United States, Gangbusters presents facts in the relentless war of the police on the underworld. Authentic case histories that show the never-ending activity of the police in their work of protecting our citizens. Now, friends, I... Listen, I, ha I have an appointment. I'll meet you at the house. Okay, hustle up. Just as I... What is this all about? What's about with you? I'm out all day long looking around for work. Do you ever go out and look for work? Well, sorry, I was Am here. I the only one that's going to do all the work around here? I was working. Uh, I was reading a comic book. Reading a comic book? That don't feed you, my friend. Hey, wait a minute. That don't put food in the icebox. Wait a minute. Ah, don't give me that. Wait a minute. Stop. Yeah, but I think I heard something. I don't know. What? Did you say you were out all day working? I was out there looking for a job. 
Did you get it? Yes, I got a job. Oh, I had to get a job. You don't want to work. What are you doing? I got a job in a bakery. Good. What are you doing there? Loafing. That's... <laughs> what are you doing? Loafing. Where? In a bakery. You working? Certainly. Doing what? Uh, loafing. Well, that's what I was doing here. I was just taking these. I was loafing. No, 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 no. That kind of loafing. You're just a lazy idiot. Not this here kind here. I was taking it easy, same as you. I work when I loaf. How can you work and loaf at the same time? Why not? Can they, you do that? That's what they pay me for. They pay you for what? To loaf. How do they pay you for loafing? You're in a baker's store, you gotta I'm do something. I'm in a baker, so I'm loafing there. You just go to the work in a baker's store and you don't do a thing. And oh, yes, oh, yes. How much they pay in a baker's store a for loafing? A dollar and a half an hour. For loafing? You're a union man. I belong to the union. I'm loafing here and getting a loafing. You're not supposed to get any money for that kind of loafing. Well, can I loaf there, would you? I should say not. You've got to join the union. i got to join a union of loafers? You can't <laughs> loaf without uh, belonging to the union. Well, what do you think of that? Well, well you mean i got to join a union in order to loaf? Well, certainly. Well, don't say nothing, but I was loafing here without the union. No, loaf. you aren't loafing here. You can't loaf here. You can't loaf here. You've got no dough. I got no dough. That's why I'm loafing, because I got no dough. Oh, no. If you had dough, you could loaf. But then you'd have to get a card to join the union. <laughs> you, you got to have dough for loaf. Oh, sure. How can you loaf without dough? That's very hard. I've been trying. You can't do it. Then. You, gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you, you can't do anything. I can't retire right now. i got to have a job. Sunday, come down to the bakery. I'll show you how to loaf. I do real loafing. In fact, you know, I, you, I never told you this. My whole family were loafers. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, present the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! I'm Popeye the Sailor Man, I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I am what I am, cause I am what I am, I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Tina's his diet. He asks you to try it with Popeye the Sailor Man. And now, Dick Tracy. This is Dick Tracy on the case of the broken window. Stand by for action. Let's go, man. Protector of law and order. The makers of Ovaltine present Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday at this same time, by the makers of Ovaltine. Captain Midnight is a new program to many of our listeners. It is written for red-blooded young Americans, for boys and girls, yes, and for mother and dad, too. For everyone who's young in spirit, Captain Midnight will bring you plenty of excitement, mystery, suspense, thrills galore. It lets you live a story of real adventure, in the air and on the ground. You'll never want to miss a single broadcast of Captain Midnight, and you'll want all your friends to enjoy it, too. So be sure and tell them to listen in every day. Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy, is on the air, in person, to get you to eat Wheaties. Fellows. 
girls, hang on for thrills, excitement, adventure. Today, Wheaties bring you a story of champions in action. Well, Charlie, here we are doing our last show of the year. You mean Richard Hudnut finally got wise to us? No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's just that in a few days, a little fellow dressed only in diapers comes down the street. And you know what that means. Yeah, Santa Anita's open again. No, no. <laughs> no, Charlie, it's New Year. Oh, New Year. Yes, yes. And Charlie, I hope. I hope you've resolved to make it a better one. Oh, I have, Bergie, I have. Good. You realize you did a lot of things in 1952 that no nice little boy would do. Well, <laughs> I tried. Yeah. <laughs> now, Charlie, the least you can do is wish everybody a happy new year. Well, I was just getting ready to do it, Bergen. To all you folks out there, I'd like to say happy new year. And to you, Bergen? Yes. Happy new hair. All right. <laughs> you left your head wide open for that one. All right. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company. In just a moment, the latest adventure of the Great Gildersleeve. Thanks once again for joining me on The Way Things Used to Be. I hope you enjoyed listening to those clips of the radio shows from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Like I said before, there's a lot of great websites out there where you can download these programs and you can even preview them on YouTube. If you have any ideas for a future podcast, please feel free to email me at donald9360 at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>